Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5. And welcome also to our Luton listeners on Inspire FM 105.1. Here we are again another Tuesday evening, mashallah, in this uh, damp, cold weather, lots of fog around. So if you're driving home, please do take care because there is a lot, a lot of fog around. And uh, we don't want any accidents to happen, inshallah. Last week, as you may remember, we had Alison from Best Beginnings with us in the studio talking about her campaign and Best Chance. So it was all about baby body apps and Best Chance campaign. And there was lots of videos there. And I hope that some of you as listeners managed to actually look at the videos over the week doctors are familiar with some things that may happen to you if you're worried about over pregnancy or some uh, or give tips to some of your friends or families if you're not pregnant yourself around issues that might happen because as you may remember we're in our pregnancy series at the moment and we're talking all about pregnancy so we had with us two weeks ago Dr. Aisha wishes in the studio talking to us about from the beginning right up to 20 weeks. And we stopped at the 20 weeks mark so that we could uh, progress and do the last 20 weeks in, the, in this session as we're going to do today. And then last week we had in the interim a lot about uh, the, those apps that you can download and what you can gain from downloading those apps. And it would be nice to have your feedback, inshallah, about that. And I know Alison would be excited also to get your feedback and how did you find the best chance campaign because it's a campaign they're they're trying to have every baby give every baby the best chance now inshallah if you want to contact us um, for anything that we bring up either over the last few weeks or today's session do email studio at unityfm.net that's studio at unityfm.net or you can ring the studio on 0121 772 we also would recommend that if you're worried about anything that comes up from this program, um, and, and if you are pregnant or worried about yourself or somebody else, do contact your GP or do encourage your friend who may be pregnant to compact, compact their, contact their GP or midwife so that they um, can go to a professional about those worries. Because we do understand that some of the things we may say may bring up some concerns for you and you may not know where to go. So please do contact your GP or your health visitor or your midwife if you're worried about any things that we are raising over these shows, inshallah. So without further ado, I will go into today's session. You already know our lovely, lovely obstetrician that we have with us here. Dr. Aisha, welcome back. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Jazakallah Kathleen. Thank you for having me back on the show. Oh, thank you for coming back. And I know you're dashing in between cases and always d- busy between the work, mashallah. Well, actually, uh, alhamdulillah, I'm still on my maternity leave and looking forward to going back at the end of January, inshallah. So... I'm I'm quite well fairly relaxed. I don't know how relaxed you can be on maternity leave with an eleven month old, but alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's a lovely time, mashallah, mashallah. It's a lovely they grow up so quickly and start doing things so quickly. So is he walking? He is standing and coasting. So alhamdulillah. Mm, he's mashallah. doing uh, he's doing um well for himself, mashallah, and he's extremely cheeky, so um he's very entertaining. Make sure we all have a good laugh. And mm. um alhamdulillah, he's um he's definitely a lot of fun and he's 
the joy of his sister's life. Mashallah, mashallah. And that's what we want, isn't it? Healthy babies, indeed. Healthy children, mashallah. And that's why we're doing today's show and doing all of this about pregnancy because it doesn't just start after the birth. And a lot of parents think, oh, after the birth, we need to start worrying about our children and what milestones they're reaching. But actually, there's milestones in pregnancy. And we touch some of them on the note to 20 weeks of what people should be doing. And I remember we ended around movement. We were saying about the 18 to 20 weeks that parents should be feeling some movement and uh, it's different for everybody. It's different for your first baby compared to subsequent pregnancies. Uh, but it's something to be watching out for and to, uh, it's a milestone in, in that journey over that that pregnancy. Um, you're right, Kathleen. Um, movements are very important and I think, mashallah, each mom knows the movements and the pattern of her baby and it's very easy to recognise if you've had children before because mm-hmm. you've got the experience, mashallah, mm-hmm. but if you haven't got the experience, it can initially feel a bit strange, mm-hmm. sometimes just feels like um, gas in your tummy, so it, it can feel quite odd and mm-hmm. then, you know, gradually you realise, no, actually this is baby moving mm-hmm. and so around, you know, 20 weeks, we'd expect women to feel their babies moving Mm -hmm. however however if you aren't feeling the baby move you can always ask the midwife for a little bit of help to listen to the heartbeat and reassure you especially Mm -hmm. if you're concerned you've had a very difficult pregnancy or difficult medical history or obstetric history so i think um you know always seek medical help is my my advice if you feel like there's something that's worrying you Mm -hmm. and if you know all they'll do is listen to baby's heartbeat make sure you're okay give you some general advice and reassure you Mm -hmm. if you come up to the 24 week mark which is um i know this sounds very very crude and sometimes it might seem um, quite medical but it's called kind of the age of viability Mm -hmm. and that's the point where we can actually do something um, if the baby's in distress and keep the baby, um, deliver the baby and then, you know, the baby's got a good chance of surviving outside the womb. Um, 24 weeks used to be the absolute cutoff, but now some of the hospitals who have much more advanced uh, medical intervention options mm-hmm. can sometimes even manage with a baby that's born earlier at 23 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's this kind of overlay, this overlap of um, viability now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you feel like the baby isn't moving for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know, seek advice, but there might not be a lot they can do at 18, 20 weeks, mm-hmm. aside from just listening to the heartbeat. Um, but if you start finding that at your 24 weeks or 34 weeks and you're finding baby's not moving, then the management changes quite dramatically mm. at that point. So things change dramatically after that 20-week period. 24-week, so yeah. 24-week, as, as, as you mentioned there. So is that the first kind of thing after the 20 weeks? So we, we stopped at 20 weeks last time. So the next stage is to keep looking for those movements. Is there anything else, any particular uh, thing to watch out for in pregnancy between 20 and 24 weeks? What we come back to actually is a 20-week. I, I don't think we touched on this, but we didn't go into it in great detail mm-hmm. last time, was a 20-week scan. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a scan which... I think women, families, partners, other children really look forward to because mm-hmm. aside from this jelly bean, sort of kidney bean sort of figure you see in the first scan, mm-hmm. you really get to see the baby. Mm-hmm. So you can see the features, you can see the arms and legs moving, baby turning. And it's a very exciting time. And although from a medical perspective, what we're doing is doing a checklist of making sure all the organs and all the structures are there, are in the right place there's no um, concerning features that we can find on scan for Mm. obviously mums and families it's Mm. a very nice time to spend 10-15 minutes just looking at the baby and enjoying that visual Mm -hmm. stimulus Um, you can ask for a picture at that point as well from the radiographer from the sonographer if Mm -hmm. you'd like to 
Um, and that's fine. But, you know, I, I want women to be aware that the reason we do this is to be able to check if things, it's, it's called an anom- anomaly scan. Mm-hmm. So it's to detect anomalies mm-hmm. or anything potentially that could be wrong uh, with the baby that might need further intervention or extra special care through the last trimester of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do this scan at 20 weeks. Great, great indeed. And uh, and in this scan of 20 weeks, you don't have to fill your bladder up, do you, like the last time? we? Not necessarily, <laughs> no, subhanAllah, you don't have to. Um, the, you know, the if the baby's in a bit of a funny position and we can't get certain views, so sometimes it can be difficult to see the heart, especially if the baby's facing down towards the back mm-hmm. um, because the shadows of the the spine and the ribs cover mm-hmm. the really good views of the heart, then the, the sonographer might say, actually, you know, walk around and come back or, you know, wait till the end of the list and come back and we'll try again if baby's had a bit of a wriggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say keep a little bit of flexibility. Mm. Sometimes you can't actually get the views, doesn't matter what you try, because baby's just being a little bit naughty and mm. that's fine. They're allowed to have their personality even inside. Mm-hmm. So you might find that you have to come back in a week or two weeks and finish those views to make sure we've, we've covered that checklist mm-hmm. that we have. Um, so subhanAllah, that's exactly what, you know, that's how the scans roll for yeah. the 20 week mark and and what else you mentioned the heart there and they're looking at the heart and see that that's okay and the major organs what else do they look out for in that scan so they work from if you work from the head so they look at the head structure of the head certain mm-hmm. parts in the head like the ventricles you know parts of the brain that they're looking for um, they look at the face and yeah. uh, make sure the lip is fine so they're looking out for signs of cleft lip or cleft uh, well cleft lip mm-hmm. essentially um and then they're working down. And so you can actually see that at 20 weeks? You can, you can. You can actually see the lip um, mm. as an intact structure across, the, especially the upper lip, because that's where the cleft mm. lip is, if it is there. Um, and then working down towards um, which side is the heart, which side is the stomach, mm. is the diaphragm, that separation between the lungs and the tummy intact. Um, working down to see the cord, the umbilical cord between mom and babies inserted in the right place. Mm-hmm. The kidneys are fine. Um, working down to the bladder, um, mm. making sure all four arms and legs have the appropriate number of bones. Um, there's no kind of stunting of the bones Mm -hmm. Um, they've got fingers and toes Mm -hmm. and then obviously making sure the rest of the pregnancy sac so the placenta the water that's all fine as well Mm. so it's quite a big check there how long does that take um, it can take anything to between 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes even half an hour, depending on which way the baby's lying. Mm-hmm. So they've got to get different views. And it's very important for the sonographer to focus. Um, as, as exciting as it is to have other children around, if you find that it's just you with other children and there's no one to look after them, then it can get quite distressing for you and quite distracting as well. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to give this baby a really good check, a really good MOT mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you know and you're reassured that this pregnancy is going to go ahead fine from mm-hmm. a structural point of view, a checklist mm-hmm. point of view. Um, I know I hate to put a disclaimer on things, mm-hmm. but there are limitations to what you can see. Mm-hmm. And as as lovely as we would, um, like 100% to know what's going on, sometimes we can't. Mm-hmm. And we see things on scan that appear normal, but actually when the baby's born, it, there might be a small possibility that actually there's some problems that we didn't pick up. Okay. Okay, that can be a bit heart uh, heart rending indeed for for people. Um, and is there anything else that uh, parents do in this period? Is there blood tests as well that they have? Um, they can have blood tests. So in that last um, trimester, they can have blood tests that include. Um, checking for glucose tolerance and that comes under checking whether you're at risk of developing diabetes in pregnancy mm-hmm. then you have bloods later on to check for the hemoglobin or basically your, your you know what women say is your, your check for anemia mm-hmm. and uh, then checking to see if your blood group and if there's any antibodies or anything in the blood that's developed that we should be aware of mm-hmm. um, so they'll have those blood tests again in about 28 weeks 
Mm. So that, that's not until 28 weeks, so it's mm. uh, not around the 20-week period. Mm. Okay, so we have our 20-week scan, our 28 weeks is, is the bloods. Is there anything else in between that that 20-week and 28 weeks that we've missed out on? So it's mo- just midwife v- visits. You'll find that the midwife, when she first sees you, she sets up a route. She's, she kind of writes down of when she wants to see you approximately. Yeah. So it would be 25 weeks and 28 weeks. So she, she'll set up a chart of when she wants to see you according to whether this is your first pregnancy or a second or third pregnancy Mm -hmm. so she'll set that up for you inshallah and um, you know work it around her dates and times Good, good, good. That, that sounds all very, very organised indeed. And um, with that, actually, listeners, we're going to go into a nasheed. We're going to listen to a nice nasheed. So anybody that's pregnant out there, this is your relaxation time now. Take a few minutes to yourself to relax, to take a few deep breaths, because this is your me time for these next few minutes, inshallah. Say 
Welcome back, listeners, after that lovely Nasheed, mashallah. I hope you had a little bit of a me time there and relaxing if you were if you are pregnant, because it's so important to look after yourself and just have those few moments to think of the baby and to monitor movements and to just take some deep breaths and, and relax. We need to encourage a lot of relaxation, I am sure, during pregnancy. Isn't that right, Dr. Aisha? You know, mothers, they're busy and a lot of them are still working and busy during this time. So they don't have time to think of the, the baby inside them. They're busy working. They are, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you need to have, you need to balance the rest with some gentle exercise, gentle activity. And it's, you know, like Islam, it's everything's about balance and moderation. And that's really important. So I wouldn't advise or advocate anyone just sitting on the sofa and doing nothing, <laughs> yeah. um, unless obviously there's a medical reason or they've had some sort of procedure or anything. But mm. um, on the other hand, I wouldn't advise people moving houses and lugging boxes mm. and, you know, jumping on trampolines either. <laughs> so I think, subhanAllah, there's a balance. And mums mm. um, have a very good instinct about actually what their limits are. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you will find that you can do possibly a little bit less mm-hmm. in pregnancy in terms of what you run around, whereas some women actually feel very supercharged in the second trimester. So the 12 to 24 weeks, they feel much better because the first trimester tends not to be that great. It mm-hmm. tends to be full of exhaustion and nausea and sometimes vomiting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they find actually in the second trimester, they're just so they're so exuberant. Mm-hmm. They're raring to go. And they get a lot done, mashallah. Mm, mashallah, mashallah. And of course, now here we are moving into the third trimester. And you, you mentioned there about um, that between the 20 and 28 weeks, it's just visiting your midwives or GP or, uh, or other health professionals. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that, other health professionals, mm. midwives, the role of the midwife. Um, I have to say, mashallah, I work with midwives and they are one of the most stupendous um you know career professionals I've seen mm-hmm. they're so dedicated and they're the to to the women and they're, they're the patient's advocate and you know I have a whole lot of respect for them they really are an amazing team of health professionals because what they do is in normality actually um, if a woman's got a normal low risk pregnancy she doesn't ever have to see a doctor mm-hmm. a midwife is an independent health professional and mm-hmm. that means she can actually manage a pregnancy from beginning to end including the delivery without the woman ever having to see a doctor and mm-hmm. that's great she's not a nurse a nurse mm-hmm. is someone who's different this is someone who's an independent practitioner who can manage a normal pregnancy mm-hmm. low risk pregnancy and um, alhamdulillah, that gives them a lot of understanding, a lot of an, you know, an idea of what happens in birth, in delivery. And, you know, mashallah, a lot of the midwives I've worked with, they've been midwives for a very long time and <laughs> they can spot trouble a long way off mm. compared to some of the doctors. Mm. So, you know, I'd, I'd say take their advice um, mm. very, very carefully on board. Mm. So always listen to your midwife. And listen to your midwife, listen to your health professionals, have a very informed decision-making process with them. They are mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. They go through a very thorough training process and they have vocational experience as well. So as student midwives, they are on the job. They know how to deliver. They see the whole process of pregnancy and delivery and postnatal. So they're very experienced, mashallah, mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. in the normality of things. Mm-hmm. The doctors, mm-hmm. unfortunately, deal with the deviation from normality. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. There's a difference in our roles and responsibilities. Mm. And some cultures actually may not uh, understand that if, because in some cultures it is you have to see the doctor and it, the 
doctor is the only person in, from their perspective or that's what they're used to. So they don't understand the role of the midwife here in the UK and in Birmingham and specifically because we've got lots of maternity hospitals here in Birmingham with great midwives. We do, Marshall. Mm. I mean, I've, I've worked in a few of the hospitals around the West Midlands and um, I have to say hands up, I would, you know, I, I was very happy. My mm. second delivery was solely midwifery mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want a doctor in because mm. I was very happy. I had a fantastic mm-hmm. midwife and yeah. she was more than capable of coping with um, everything mm-hmm. uh, through the labour. So um, I, I would say don't underestimate the midwives. I do understand there tends to be a cultural connotation. I did a, a part of my elective in India mm-hmm. and uh, in one of the hospitals I was working, there isn't a concept of a midwife as such or, you know, that that role. Mm-hmm. So you've only got the doctors who do the deliveries mm-hmm. and obviously that that's a completely different dynamic to mm-hmm. how we're blessed in the United Kingdom with mm-hmm. having midwives. So, you know, please... The midwife is your friend. She's your advocate. And in fact, if it comes to um, the doctor suggesting something, the midwife will always try and take your view. She'll try. She's your advocate. She will Mm. protect you and she will guide you and help you. Because they spend all that time talking to you as well and getting to know you really, really well. As a midwife myself, you spend hours getting to know the the, the mother and the dad, what it is they want and their needs. So you actually know more about their situation, their worries. Maybe they have other children at home, what's going on in their minds. So it, it, it is important that you're there and helping them. But then as a mother, I remember always telling myself, listen to the midwife when you go into labour. Do what they say because uh, you, you're not there. And if they're saying to push, push. And if they're saying not to push, don't push. You know, listen to them. And I think that applies to mm. everyone. You know, mm. even me being from kind of a med- medical perspective or mm-hmm. friends of mine who've been from a medical perspective, they've delivered very comfortably in the arms of a midwife because they trust them. And I mm. think at that point where... Your faculties are compromised, (laughs) to say the least. I think, subhanAllah, the midwife really does look after you. And um, it's very important to have that trust and relationship with her. Wonderful. Great. Wonderful indeed. So do we have to make a decision at this stage about um, having a home birth or can we do that later on? I I think when we interviewed some of the midwives, the home birth team, they were saying it can be done at any stage, even right up to the the time of the birth. It's becoming more and more popular now. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're right. That option Mm -hmm. is becoming more popular. I think if you tend to stay low risk, Mm -hmm. as in you don't have any complications, you've had a very straightforward pregnancy, then yes, there's the option of home birth. Mm -hmm. There's also an option of delivering on what's called midwifery-led units. Mm -hmm. Now, in... um, in some of the hospitals, they have a separate area that's very lovely. It's, it honestly looks a bit like a hotel. It's mm-hmm, got yeah. uh, very lovely walls, decor, very calming. Uh, it's not very medicalized. And that's very close to the delivery suite, which has the high risk pregnancies or, you know, you can go across for mm-hmm, theater too. Mm-hmm. So you have the option of delivering in hospital, but in a very calm, serene environment, possibilities of aromatherapy, having uh, the birthing pool for pain relief or even for delivery. So you have the options of that in hospital. If you prefer to be around health professionals, have the option of them, but not have them intervene. Mm. So you have that safety that if something goes wrong, you can access help within seconds rather Mm. than minutes, um, Mm. potentially from home birth. So, you know, these are choices that women make with their partners, their families mm-hmm. and with the midwife. So you can make that at any point mm-hmm. in your third trimester or if you've got fixed views, you know, you you know from the very start how you'd like to deliver. Mm-hmm. 
so it's there for everybody to make that choice themselves wonderful that's that's great that uh, there's such a choice out there that we can have so look into that listeners if you are pregnant or know somebody that is pregnant it's not just the one system now there's a, a, a big variety out there of different choices I think this, the variety is there for women who are low risk and they don't have many problems. Okay. But when it comes to women who have medical problems, um, such as diabetes or high blood pressure, or they've got um, other medical problems you know, yeah. that require them to deliver with mm-hmm. a doctor mm-hmm. and a midwife present on delivery mm-hmm. suite, then the plan must change for the safety of the mum and the baby's life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where women find that they're disappointed or let down that they can't do it as nicely at home as they wanted mm. to or in a nice serene birthing unit or mm-hmm. midwifery led unit so be amenable to change uh, yeah. be fairly flexible if something does go not according to plan then be willing to make a few sacrifices and changes because at the end of the day we would only suggest something that's safe for you and for baby it's not an authoritarian medical system mm. it's not um, we're not dictating medical advice to you but mm. we are saying that this is the best thing for, we think this is the best thing and safest thing for you and baby. Mm -hmm. So would you consider some of these options? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. uh, That's uh, because in the end, we all want that healthy baby, that healthy child indeed. So whatever you suggest is for the best of of both, that we have that positive outcome at the end. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. So we are here. We are now. I think we've moved up to around the twenty-seven, twenty-eight weeks. Um, baby is getting heavy. Mom is getting heavy there, and hard to move around. What should we expect next? What's the next kind of milestone on that journey? I think if you stay low risk, you won't be seeing anyone but the midwife having your regular checks. They'll be measuring your tummy, so down from the bone near your pelvis up to the top of. Um, the uterus, they'll be measuring that, listening to baby's heartbeat, checking with you if everything's fine and you'll go through smoothly. If you've got um, any concerns with baby's growth, you'll have scans in mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. and they check for the baby's estimated fetal weight. We can't mm-hmm. we can't tell exactly what the baby's weighing, of course, because we don't, we, we, there's no way of saying that, but mm-hmm. it's an estimated fetal weight where they use different measures like the measure of the thigh bone the measure of the waist circumference and the measure of the head circumference to be able to calculate through a very complicated um, computer formula Mm -hmm. that what we're expecting the baby to weigh. And I think if you're having scans in hospital because there's concerns about the baby's growth or other medical problems, then you'll have to go there for that and get an estimated fetal weight that will be plotted against a growth chart that's specific to you and we'll come on to that. Yes, I think we have to come on to that after the break actually because we're leading into a commercial break now and um, we have lots more to do after the break inshallah with pregnancy so listeners please do tune in to us after this commercial break.